This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I speak with Louisa Megan, who is a coach for entrepreneurs and business owners who wants both a thriving business and a fulfilling personal life. Louisa started her business at 22, and by the time she was 25, she was making a six-figure salary. She was working extremely hard and measured her success through her earnings. Louisa finally had to slow down when she had a health scare and realized that the physical pain was not worth making the money. From this experience, Louisa decided that she would only work three weeks in a month in order to enjoy her life. She then created a four-month course called the School of Audacity that helps other entrepreneurs make more money while having more business boundaries. Listen on to find out how to create boundaries while making more profit. Joining us for this interview, I'm here with Louisa. Thank you, Louisa, for having me in your beautiful co-working space called The Wing. It's really beautiful here and a lot of women. Yeah, (laughs) women only. (laughs) Women only, that's right. So I met you, is it like a few months ago already? Here in the city, we were introduced by Jen and Erica, and you were friends with Erica, who actually works with Nomadic Matt. And you were so interesting to me. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you lead an offbeat life? I help business owners take at least eight weeks of vacation each year while making more money. And how it started was like all the way back when I was a kid, I cared so much about being liked and having people like me and trying to fit in. And to the point where I wasn't myself at all. Um, And so right before college, I started getting really into personal development. And through a workshop, that's where I got clarity on how everything I was doing and everything I was saying was all coming from this place of wanting to fit in and be liked and be approved. Um, And so that's where it kind of started, right? And then when I was 22, before I was 22, I started traveling a lot in college, traveling alone. And I think by the time I was 22, I had traveled to about 22 countries Seven of them I had traveled to alone, and I realized that my first job, where everyone else thought it was great, right, like my parents were proud, and finally had a job where I was making good money, for me, I was miserable, and so I quit my job after three months, took a low-paying job, (laughs) and got really clear that I wanted to start a business. Um, And so I started a business at 22, and by the time I was 25, I was making six figures in my business. I was coaching entrepreneurs, um, people who had started their business, through people who have had their business for over 10 years. So I was working really hard and hustling because making six figures was my measurement of success for myself. And I wanted to prove to my parents that they were wrong. I wanted to prove to my friends that they were wrong and my friends' parents that they were wrong. And for me, making six figures was the number where I did it. And so I had finally made six figures. I was working in the evenings. I was working in the mornings. I was working on the weekends. I just have some calls here and there. My family vacations, I would be working in the mornings, taking calls. But it was fine, right? Like I was busy, I was working hard. And I had no time to spend with friends. I made yoga negotiable. And like so many things became negotiable for me. There came a point where I was 
going to meet new potential clients. My schedule was already maxed out. I had no space for new clients. I was thinking about whether I wanted to raise my rates or change my business model, but I kind of just stuffed all of those thoughts back and like stuffed them down. And I can remember getting on the subway and while I stepped onto the subway, my lower back started to clench up and I couldn't move. And it was mortifying because I had to ask the stranger to get up so I could sit down with him in his seat. And I couldn't get out of the subway. I had to ask someone else to help me out of the subway. And I was still committed to meeting my potential clients because I did not want to look like a flake. I didn't want to look bad. And I ended up having to cancel last minute both of these meetings. My boyfriend had to come get me from the subway because I couldn't walk. It was so terrifying. I felt like I was going to be paralyzed. I didn't know what was going on. And so I was bedridden for three days. And so the first day I was pissed and angry because I don't know why this happened. The second day I realized I was super stressed and that it was me. Like I was causing my physical pain and that it wasn't worth making six figures if I was going to be miserable, stressed out to the point where my body's freezing, right? And you can't enjoy life yeah, when what's you're the doing point? that. There's no real reason to make that much money when you're just going to be in pain all the time. Yeah, exactly. And then the third day I realized, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to create all new boundaries in my business so that I can enjoy myself and have time to hear my intuition and listen to those thoughts when they creep up and make decisions about them. So I decided in that moment that I was only going to work three weeks every month and take off the following week or two weeks, depending on the month, so that I could just be with myself. And so from all of that, from what I went through and all the work I'd done with others, I created a four-month course called The School of Audacity for entrepreneurs so that they can actually make more money and have boundaries in their lives so they have time to enjoy themselves and be with their intuition and hear themselves. It's really interesting how you got to that point where you were making the amount of money that you were doing, but you were pretty much a slave of your own work and your own business. So when you left that job that you had that you were miserable in to create your own company, you thought that it was going to be something that you really wanted to do, which it was, but not to the point where it was actually physically hurting you and now you're making as much more money than you were before and you're giving yourself the time off to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor so which is a win-win for for you and for everyone and it's funny because the more time I take off the more money I make because I have to look at my business model and change things around everything I do in my business is first based on what I need for me to make me happy and it creates just a new structure for me to build and create from. Last year, I took a total of 19 weeks off and two days. Now I work four days a week, and I work three weeks each month, and every year I take an additional two months off. How do you create the schedule that's going to allow you to have all of those weeks off, but also create a company that's still really successful? Because I feel like that's a misconception for a lot of entrepreneurs that the more you work, the more money you're going to make, uh, which is not true. You're here. <laughs> you're making more money than you were before and working less. First of all, um, I agree with you. I don't think it's working harder does not make you more money. I think it's getting really uncomfortable and throwing yourself in a lot of awkward situations. It's really important to make sure that we have a start time and an end time with work because a lot of entrepreneurs and freelancers are letting their clients choose when their clients need them instead of offering first their availability and then allowing their clients to choose from what they've offered. So the power dynamic is off. 
And when we let others choose and demand the beginning of the relationship, we're creating a new normal and we're setting new expectations that that's how the relationship works. So I highly suggest having clear start times, clear end times. But also we need to make sure that our actions match what we're offering when we explain our work hours because if we're emailing people after the end of our workday, we're training people to expect us to answer them and then when we don't or when we want to then put in new expectations um, because we want to have a life, we can't because we're now we have to deal with extra uncomfortable conversations to set all new expectations. I highly suggest that people only have their work email on their computer and that they only check their work email during working hours. I don't think we should be having our work email on our cell phones. We should have a private secret email that no one has access to mm -hmm. on our cell phones. We also shouldn't have our clients have our cell phone numbers. We don't want people texting us because when we're enjoying our lives and then someone texts us, we automatically go into work mode. And that's not fair because we yeah. already as business owners and freelancers we're already thinking about our business mm -hmm. when we're going to bed it's like 24 7 it's non-stop so when you wanted to start coaching because this is what you do this is your bread and butter and you're really good at it how do you think someone can start a similar company or a coaching business and do it successfully a lot of my clients are actually coaches mm -hmm. and they come from they have all different kinds of businesses one of my clients she helps women find the right colors that they need to be wearing to really feel and look their best, right? And so she coaches them around all the colors and styling and all that kind of stuff. I have another client who coaches people on creating communities for their business and so that they have a community online and in person, right? So I believe that everyone has their expertise and they can create businesses around it, but it's so, so important to invest in a coach and invest in someone who can support you in your actual vision. Mm -hmm. For me, that's what I did. I invested in a, coach, in a coach and in a coaching program. And that made, having a coach made the biggest difference for me because I had all of my fears and blocks and limiting beliefs. And I needed someone on the outside to be able to support me in shifting my mindset and moving past my own limiting beliefs so that I could actually create what I was super passionate about. So I would get really clear about what's the difference that you want to make in the world and on the planet and get really crystal clear about it. If you feel like you know that it's something to do with coaching, I suggest you journal about it and get clear on what it is. Um, and then I would get support on actually creating it because just doing it on our own isn't enough. We need someone who can support us when we have all of our fears, when we're getting rejected, when our family and our friends are telling us we're, we are ridiculous and that we're not thinking straight. Like we need to have someone else who can stand for us, but also someone who's really well trained around shifting our mindset because that is really key. We need someone who's trained really well. And for me, I had been doing personal development for so long. I love, for me, that was my passion before I started a business. Mm -hmm. I went to school, went to business school, and my hobby was personal development. So I <laughs> love taking seminars and workshops and trying all different things and working on my own mindset. And then I also did a year-long intensive coaching training program where I dived even deeper in new methodologies. So for me, my jam has always been around shifting people's mindsets and really changing that so that they can have what they actually desire and move out of their own way. So you want to find someone who can actually support you in that while you build your business. 
it's key how do you find the right mentor and the right coach for you because there's so many Mm -hmm. right how do you pinpoint the right person for you I think it's really important to get clear about what it is that you want in your future because there are so many different people you can look up to and be mentored by and work with for me, I think it's really important to get clear about what's the future you want to be living into 10 years out, mm-hmm. five years out, 10 years out, but get clear about what that end goal is and then hire and work with someone who has that so that you can have that similar lifestyle and business. So someone that can not only talk the talk, but also walk the walk pretty mm-hmm. much. And there's a lot of things that we envy or want with our life. And I think creating that action or having that next step and actually doing it and then having someone like you said to lead you in the right way is really key to success i just think it's really important that we are surrounding ourselves with other people who are committed to the future we want because most people can't see it or they don't get it. You're going to have a lot of naysayers for sure, yeah. especially when they've never done it or they tried it and it didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this, just because that's their reality doesn't mean it's yours. So you never know what's going to happen until you try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember my dad would always make jokes and he'd always say, Louisa, this isn't Club Med, right? <laughs> <laughs> He kept asking, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job, right? And it wasn't until I made six figures that he finally was proud of me. <laughs> and I thought it would feel completely different. Like, yeah. I thought it would be like, yeah, I told you so, like, booyah, right? <laughs> like this feeling of finally winning. But it wasn't that feeling at all. It was the feeling of being seen and understood yeah. and loved, you know? Which is more important in a yeah. lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's just so important because I think oftentimes our parents are usually the ones who are really protective and want us to take the normal path and suggest we don't start a business because they love us. Yeah. But it's so important for us to understand and be connected to our intuition and listen to those whispers, even when we have our thoughts that are telling us the opposite, when our thoughts are like, you don't do this or the pros and con list. And then we have all of our emotions that come after that where we're scared and nervous. And then our stomach feels like there's butterflies yeah. in it. Right. And we get tense and our back hurts or um, our shoulder locks like up. Like what happened to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've talked to a lot of people. You're a coach and you deal with a lot of different opinions. What has been the worst advice that you have ever received? The worst advice I think I've received has been to work really hard because working hard has led to burnout, exhaustion, overwhelm. And it's not really the right structure or mindset to have when building a business because it also puts me in a place of sacrificing for something in the future where really the goal should be to make sure that my self-care is the priority because everything I do is on top of that. I'm the foundation of my business. So if I'm not taking care of myself, then my whole business is not going to do well. So I think working hard is the, just isn't the right way. I think it's also working smarter and the Mm -hmm. right way for you, especially in New York. So Louise and I both live in New York City 
And every time you meet someone in person, you know, you ask each other, how is your week going? How's your year going? How's it been going? And most of the time, people's first response is, it's been really busy. I've been working really hard. And it's kind of become like a badge of honor. The more you work, the more great your life is or the more you're earning and you're working hard. Good for you. But I love your sense of mentality when it comes to that. So it's not necessarily you're working hard, but are you doing it so that there's something good that comes out of it? Something more than just making yourself look good in front of other people or making more money. Because people make less in other places, but they're so much more happier because there's a sense of balance with work and their personal life. And I think that's the one thing that a lot of us struggle with. And I personally struggle with that. So talking to you has been really really great because I always see you're like I don't do emails between this time and this time and you're so adamant about that which is really great because a lot of people should do more of that when I um, take off my weeks at the end of the month right my one or two weeks I do not check my email because it shifts my mindset Mm -hmm. for me vacation mindset there's vacation mindset and there's weekend mindset they're different mindsets it takes longer to get into a vacation mindset But one email will throw me into work Mm. mode. And the thing is, right, like a lot of my clients, before they start working with me, and even when they're working with me, they're like, I love working though. Like I'm so fulfilled by my work. I'm doing my purpose. I love it. Like I love checking my emails. I love doing work on the weekends. And I get it. I love the work I do too. It makes me feel so amazing when I'm working, when I get off calls with clients, when I'm leading my courses. I feel alive and just full of energy when I'm done working. It's my purpose. I'm so Mm -hmm. lucky to have this. And I love doing so many other things too. I love getting lost. I love having people over for dinner. I love spending time with my friends. I love being in new places. Like there's so many things that I love. And I think it's our job and our responsibility to really make time for those things Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to fill it with work and it's easy to just focus on making more money. I really do think money is awesome Mm -hmm. because it gives us access to all of the things that we would love to do, like all different hobbies and all different food and all different vacations. So I think money is really important and we need to focus on our time because Mm -hmm. we don't get time back. And also I've had the biggest epiphanies for myself my life and my business while I've been on vacation because when I'm on vacation I don't let myself do social media and I don't allow myself to check my email and I have really clear structures and boundaries I've created for myself so that I don't cheat Mm because I'll want to cheat I'll (laughs) want to look I want to add something but I don't let myself because I know that the value for my business is way more if I don't check I've had the biggest breakthroughs because when I'm on vacation, I have to hear my intuition. It's louder than the normal work day when I'm busy and distracted with doing things. And so I have to hear it. I have to take action on it because I'm faced with it. Mm -hmm. And those decisions and commitments have made a huge difference in my schedule, what's important, the shifts I've made in my business, my personal life, my relationships, everything. There's so much value with taking time off and taking vacation, but really having strict boundaries so that we can really unplug because it's so important. 
And I also find that whenever I work so much, it actually makes me not want to work because you get so burnt out and overwhelmed with everything. And I'm just like, oh my God, I just want to sleep all day. It's too much. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be better like Louisa here. <laughs> <laughs> so being with her and hanging out with her and just hearing her, I'm just like, oh my God, I need to be like this girl because she's just so happy she's not burnt out. <laughs> so Louisa, when you first started into now, how were you able to start creating income from this? and how do you continue to create income today? Um, in the beginning, I was working full-time, and I told you before, I had a job where I was making good money, quit after three months, took another job where I was making not good money, but it paid the bills, and so I built my business while working full-time. And then when I was able to, I went part-time, and then when I was able to, I quit that and jumped into my business full-time. Mm -hmm. And I highly suggest that for everyone because when we have financial scarcity, it impacts everything. Mm -hmm. We can no longer be present in sales calls. We cannot be connected and just like feeling present and relaxed and happy about the work that we're doing because we have to pay bills and that's stressful and difficult and hard. Mm -hmm. So it's really important, I believe, to make sure that we have another stream of income while we're, we are building our business because it just makes it more joyful and fun to do it mm -hmm. and to grow it. <laughs> and then so now today, how do you create income? So today I lead a course called the School of Audacity. Mm -hmm. So it's for female entrepreneurs who want to be taking way more vacation and making more money. And so it's a four-month course. It's combined with live trainings and private coaching and accountability circles while being in a community of other like-minded women who are in their business and looking to grow. Women in my courses are between the first year of, of their business through their 10th year of business. And yeah, it's really fun. And yeah. the next one's actually starting in March. Oh, mm -hmm. that's fun. And then we're going to talk about that in a little bit about your courses and all of those things. So when you were looking for clients, how were you able to find them? I used to go to a lot of networking events, a lot of networking events. And I would, I would have a lot of uncomfortable conversations with the people there. I would have conversations about possibility and invite them to talk to me. And I got a lot of no's. I also used to go to a lot of the wrong networking events because <laughs> I was so committed to growing. So yeah. I would be going, I would go to a lot of Chamber of Commerce meetings in the middle of New Jersey. So they were just full of old crotchety men who did not care about coaching, did not want to talk to a 22 year old. I really practiced just being audacious, right? Taking risks and having uncomfortable conversations and being rejected you know and I think that's the most important thing is that you can't be afraid to fail and to have rejection because you're gonna get that so many times mm -hmm. it's like I don't even know how many no's I've gotten already I can't even count them I should really that would be pretty hilarious if you do <laughs> that's <laughs> how you know you're on the right path yeah. if you're getting no's if no one's saying no to you yeah. you're not making enough requests exactly and you know the thing is it's really funny because a lot of people think it just happens right mm -hmm. it just comes out of nowhere you have to ask for for it you have to yeah. go for what you want no one is just gonna put it on your lap and be like here you go <laughs> you're gonna do great because i gave this to you you really have to work for it mm -hmm. and you sometimes you have to fight for it too so yeah. and being uncomfortable is one of those things that it's inevitable you have to do that mm -hmm. to, to succeed 
that's why I named my course the School of Audacity because mm-hmm. I really think that in order for us to grow and get to the next level in our business, no matter where we are, we need to be taking risks, being really bold, mm-hmm. making ourselves come first, and having everything come from that. Yeah. And it takes audacity, mm-hmm. right, to really get what we want and have it. So for people who are nice how do you tell them that it's okay to have the audacity to say no to someone when you just want to please everybody (laughs) right well there's a bunch of stuff we have to work through we need to work through a lot of the stuff we actually look at on my free webinar but we need to look at our, our relationship with disappointment disappointing ourselves and disappointing others we need to look at our relationship with confrontation initiating it our relationship with self-worth, trusting ourselves, failure, rejection. There's so many things packed inside of just being nice. Mm -hmm. And so in order to actually change that, we need to look at and shift a bunch of other experiences and relationships with ourselves so that we can make ourselves a priority. Sometimes we are so afraid because it feels like we're being selfish, but you're not. You're doing what's right for you and your business. So Louisa, 50 years from now, what legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? I would love to be remembered for helping women create boundaries and be selfish. Because to me, if we have boundaries and if we're selfish, as business owners, we have freedom. And for me, freedom's what it's all about because we're only going to be alive for so long and I think we should really enjoy it. That's a good legacy to leave. Now, are you doing anything currently that's really exciting? Currently exciting? Well, I'm going to Austin next weekend for the first time, so I'm excited to walk around and get lost and eat good food. And then also I have the next cohort of the School of Audacity starting next month, so that's really exciting too. That is fun. And then you and I are going to be working on something. So can you tell our listeners more about that? Yeah. So we're going to be leading a live workshop. Um, It's going to be virtual and it's all about how to create eight weeks of vacation a year. Debbie will share with you guys all the details. That's going to be so much fun. And I can't wait to do that with you. And we're going to give you more information on that on the website. And we'll talk more about that as it gets closer, right? Are there any questions that you wish people asked you more of? At first, I couldn't think of anything. And then I was thinking, I wish people asked me more about my clients because they are all so incredible (laughs) and up to such amazing things and making such huge impacts in the world. Is there one that really stands out to you? (laughs) Um, So one of my clients, her name's Emily, and she runs a business called Six Degree Society. Mm -hmm. It's a female networking community across the country. And so she's really successful with what she does and creates an amazing experience for so many women. She has events and workshops multiple times a month for women to all come together and network at. And she also really, really desired coaching, like coaching women on having communities for their business. And she knew she wanted to do it, but didn't think she was ready yet. And she's also so busy and hustling, right? All my clients are huge hustlers. (laughs) And didn't think she was ready. And she listened to her intuition, even though she was scared, committed to building coaching business. And Mm -hmm. so it was so fulfilling to just see her doing all that. And then the coolest part too is I got to meet one of her clients at an event I was speaking at. Mm. And it was fascinating to see the difference she's made 
for other people through her listening to her intuition and choosing it right and so she did the school of audacity she's one of our participants and it's just amazing to see where she's gone yeah that's awesome that you're a part of that too so now louisa if our listeners want to know more about you where can they find you so you guys can do two things you can follow me on instagram at louisa megan and you can check out my website, louisamegan.com, and come join a webinar. Debbie and I will be doing one, and if you can't make that date, come join another one that I'll be doing in the next few weeks. Yay! Thank you, Louisa. This Thanks was so, so much. much fun. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs>